we called your mom. We don't want to talk to you. We want to talk to your mom. <laughs> Put your mom on. <laughs> you look like a rat. <laughs> that was a funny little face. <laughs> you look like a rat? Well, you did when you were doing that face. Oh, you're mean. I'm on my road trip, but I just wanted to check in with you, Mom. I kind of kept you in the dark there for a second because I didn't want to worry you. No, I know, but I... But a piece of debris, yeah, took out my my sweet Volvo. That tire looked like it was just sliced, that little video you took. Sliced and diced, baby. Sliced and diced yeah, that it was, tire. I was cruising in the left lane. Um, fast lane behind a car, a cop car. I'm going to get, I'm going to say that I gave him two car lengths. I feel like that was good. I was like, I was hot on the trail of a cop car. No, I was like two car lengths away. I see them dodge and I'm close enough that I have that. You have to make that split decision moment, which I've done before on this trip, on this road trip that I'm currently on. Mm -hmm. I have done it. The dodge on the highway. If you feel safe, you're like, "Uh Oh, and you do it and you should do that. Yeah. Like sometimes when there's a big debris or a chair or whatever the heck is going on, a, a battery, sure. it is best to dodge, you know, as long as it's not going to bump into anybody else. And, but I just, it was a split second where I just thought, I don't know if I should veer this going this fast. So I, I didn't. probably could do the same thing. Even though I have before and it went under my front right tire and it was like, boom. and then I was like, uh, and as I was driving, I was like, are we going to be okay here? And I felt something weird happening. It wasn't like, but like, I was like, I'm going to make my way to the shoulder. I did. And when I finally got to the shoulder, that's when I saw shredder. Oh my. To my tire. So I pressed my Volvo SOS button. How lucky. They said, we'll send help. Mm -hmm. And I said, great. And they kept it. I waited 40 minutes. And then a woman called and she was like, we're still trying to locate help. And, but, you know, me, I didn't get like mad or sassy. I just like get despondent. I'm like, okay, it's been 40 minutes. Should I just call AAA? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm like, uh. Do you have AAA? And then she's, yeah. Oh, okay. And she feels rude about that. I think oh. she felt like I was being rude. And she was just like, I don't know. Like, because I'm basically saying not fast enough. Yeah. 40 minutes is a long wait on a busy road. And she's sort of like, well, I'm doing my job. Yeah. Well, I just felt whatever. And then I felt judgmental of myself. Like, oh, God, am I a Karen? You yeah, know what I mean? They're never going to come. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks. So finally they find someone and um, he gives me a ring. I said, look, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just curious what a realistic ETA is. I understand that you're doing your best. He, and he said about 20 minutes. I said, Great. okay, hang up. The state patrol officer comes over, pulls behind me. And it kind of, they have like maybe one voice modulation, which is like, hello, you know, so I felt like I was in trouble and I was like, am I in trouble? (laughs) So I rolled down my window. He's like, looks like you have a hot tire. And I was just sort of like, okay, yeah. And I felt in trouble, but he's saying, apparently I learned from the tow truck driver that they normally help that they would do it for you. But I, but he says someone coming. I said, yeah, Volvo sending. Okay. He said, how long? I said about 20 minutes, I'm told. But then here's the thing. I said 20 minutes. And he's like, and how long ago was that? I was like, uh, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes. Like, I was trying to make it seem quicker. Yeah. And, here, and I regret that. 
because he might have stayed with me. And then those other guys wouldn't have come along. And here's why it would have been great for him to stay with me, because he leaves and a white van pulls in front of me and a guy gets out. It's like it's not too beat up, but a guy gets out, starts walking to my passenger window. I roll down my window and he's like, looks like you got a flat tire. I was like, yeah. (laughs) He's like, yeah, you got help coming. And I said, yes. He's like, well, why not get it started while you're waiting? Oh, boy. And for some freaking reason, I pop my trunk and let him do that. And he's working crazy fast, like in such a weird way that I'm like, what's happening here? Yeah. Like so fast. Mm-hmm. Then as I'm getting out watching him do this so fast. Oh, boy. Another guy emerges from the white van. And I'm like, OK, this is going to go a couple <laughs> I ways. I see my life. <laughs> I'm a- I'm about to get murked from my eyes or like, look, yes, I'm someone who obviously sees the good in people and hopes for the best. Like, so I'm thinking, okay, but then I'm starting to get spidey sense, tingling vibes. And I'm like, um, he's working so fast. Another guy's moving towards me, looking Mm -hmm. at me kind of weird. We try not to judge their appearance, but I don't know. They looked like this could be shady. (laughs) A little unhealthy in a domery way. Oh, I don't dear. know. Oh no! Don't say. So, I've been so worried anyway. I it's like I can't clear it out of my well, mind. Well, mom, this is. I'm giving you the full story, okay? Okay. It, this is like a podcast exclusive, and I didn't tell you before because I didn't want you to be worried. So then I'm looking at these guys, and I'm starting to feel like this is so strange. But then, right, like as the second guy's walking towards me, I look behind me, and da da it's the OnStar. But he's looking at these guys as if they're my friends that have come to save me. And you can tell he's pissed, like an old grizzled Washington man. Oh, like, this lady freaking calls for help but can't wait, you know? <laughs> so finally, I have to go. I run towards the truck because he's like, I don't know, 100 yards behind me. Mm-hmm. And I lock my car. I'm like, dun, 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 locking my car as I'm walking away <laughs> because my my purse is in the front seat. Yeah, and good idea. I jump up on his passenger side rig because he's he's really mad. You can tell he's just like off put by me. And I knock on the window. He rolls it down. A dog is sitting in the front seat and it's like, <laughs> and I was like, okay, help <laughs> I'm having a bad day here. He looks over at me, doesn't say anything. Like, again, he's just miffed with me. Like, I'm some impatient. I don't understand that. I go, okay. I will think of if if I asked you to come make me a sandwich. I don't know why I put that on you. Sorry. If I asked you to come rake my lawn and you're like, look, I'm 45 minutes away. I was like, great. Just get here as soon as you can. Okay. When you showed up, I was already paying someone else and they were halfway done with the yard. You'd be like, why would you make me come here? Yeah. You rude, impatient person. Yeah, but okay. it's not like you're the paying is, him. He's getting paid anyway. No, mom. No? Just go oh. back to oh. Okay. So then <laughs> I say, I don't know these men and I don't feel safe. Okay, good. And that he goes, was in- that's when he snapped out of it. And he goes, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I thought you knew them. I thought they were your friends. I go, okay. no. And they're working really fast. And I don't know what's going on. Okay, good. So the minute he starts walking towards the car, they run off. And he's staring at them. And I'm like, we should have gotten a license plate because they're about to Mm -hmm. eat me or arm me and kidnap me. Or they were just weird and needed to get a burger or some sort of nutrition. And but then he gave you very good advice, didn't he? Didn't he say if that would ever happen again? Remember, in the future, 
A car will never be, it'll be well marked, he said. Any car that's coming to help you will be well marked. Yeah, good. Look, this is a story I'm telling you that everyone should feel embarrassed for me and everybody should be mad at me for getting no. out of the car, rolling down the window. I'm just saying, because that w- was all stupid. Um, so next time, if someone like that comes to your window and they knock, you just go like this. No, thank you. I'm good. Right. Bye. Yep. Like that. I mean, that's that. Oprah would have whole shows about that. Let me just that. say this. Okay. Sorry I'm talking so much, Mom. You're right. I'm, I'm sorry. being rude to you now. No, no, but no. But no. all I'm saying is this. How about this, though? I'm actually thankful because the timing was perfect in the sense that what if I had said no and he just pulled a gun? Well, I know. And then I, I have a gun age. on me. With, it, I'm just saying, and he had a gun or he had something or he broke my window and that guy, I wouldn't have, the timing was perfect for them to pretend like they were helping to get it going to whatever they were going to do. Right. And then he pulls up. And if I had said, no, go away. I that's all I'm thinking in my head as a, as like a justification of my own actions. Well, no, but I think you're right. Timing was really uh, crucial there. And the fact that you're all by yourself, it's scary. Yeah. It makes people more yeah. aware. Well, yeah. And he had good that. advice once he was over being mad at you for the, you know, thinking those yeah. guys were there to help. But seriously, honey, I remember. Anyway. What, yeah, okay. What? I was going to say when I used to watch. Are you o- talk about an Oprah story? Well, yeah, she would always have people come on and give practical advice because we think people are, you know, basically good, which I think most people are. But we also have to be wary and, you know. There was this door that was spray painted. I can't remember if it was when I was living in near Brooklyn or if it was in L.A. Somebody spray painted a door that was just a loose door and it said, life ain't pay- life ain't fair and people don't act right. <laughs> and I was like, yes. What Was one of the guys in the white vans named Marv? <laughs> Marv and Harry. If they had gotten out, I would have been like, this is the best prank anyone's ever done to me. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, that's the tale. Important Everyone, things you're safe. When you, yes. And whenever you have an accident, never, never, like, roll down your window and just say, help is on the way, you know, if you don't know them. Help is on the way, dear. That's the thing. <laughs> it was a run by fruiting. I don't know, because, like, some people are good. And so, like, maybe you want their help. It's, it's a lifelong but dilemma. The, but, but the fact that they ran away so fast, that's when the tow truck guy even scared me further. He goes, he goes, that was strange behavior. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, thanks. I'll agree. Yeah. Remember I, I told that. you, when you're on the road, I say prayers for you every day and sometimes multiple times a day. And that was one of them because I hadn't heard from you God in a couple of days. <laughs> God loves you. <laughs> what's, what's her name? Touched by an angel. <laughs> I probably was. She, uh, Della Reese popped down oh, to check and was like, Roma get Downey. the hell out of here, boys. Ro- <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, Roma it's Downey a good Jr. story in that everything ended well and you learned a heck of a lot. So that's all good. Yes. And I, the only downside is it shook me a teeny. Well, sure, after you'd already like, been in the accident. Sorry. Right. I just felt too like, ugh. Do I really want to go to the beach right now alone? So I just stayed with friends in Portland, and now I'm headed back. Good. I think it's good to be cautious, and you're doing that. Speaking of road trips, um, our next guest mom's daughter. <laughs> That's confusing. 
Um, I've driven cross country before, but I was usually with a friend and a lot of Chicago comics do it when they're moving out here. Cameron moved out here cross country. who is our, um, who's, who's not just, her mom's not our guest. We have Brenda and Cameron. This is I a know. special episode. It was so fun. We've done it once, of course, with, with Madison and Ruth, but this is our second time where we got, we got to have mom, um, mother and child. Yeah. Yeah. And the episode was great. I felt like this episode is really fun because we got to share some thoughts on comedy in general and our relationship to it and our relationship to comedy with our moms. Brenda has three daughters. I have three daughters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, Cameron's not the youngest, though. Cameron's is in the middle. Is in the middle. But that's yeah. okay. That's all right. They're all Being kind of Cameron are actually going to do... Um, Cam and I, and it might be this week, if I'm not mistaken, oh. it might time out perfectly tomorrow. Cameron and I, she, well, she is doing, um, a special Thanksgiving Wednesday, the 25th, um, show with dynasty typewriter. And I'm going to pop oh, in for a little hello. Wonderful. Thanksgiving. Oh, that works toast. out really well. So yeah, November 25th, um, mm-hmm. Wednesday, me and Cameron and dynasty typewriter. Nice. So, um, enjoy this. This is a, a little game of what? Two on two, four square. I don't know what I'm talking about. All four of us. It was a fun. It was fun. It was really fun. It was like going out to lunch. Yeah. It, it was. really was. Brenda so was en- delightful. Enjoy. Yep. Have enjoy fun. listeners. Diane, Beth, Brenda, and Cameron. Mm-hmm. Hi, is this Brenda? Hi, this is hi, this is Brenda. Yeah. Hi, Indeed. this is Beth's voice. Um, Cameron's friend hi. Beth. Hi, Beth. Hello. And Molly. Hi, Brenda. Today. This is Diane. How are you? Hi, Diane. <laughs> We're so happy to have you on the podcast. We are. We're thrilled to pieces. Oh, I'm ha- I'm happy to be here. <laughs> um, things in Ohio. How are things in Ohio? Well, things in Ohio are very hot and humid right now. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like, are you talking about COVID cases and things like that? There seems to be a little. My mom go. My mom goes straight to COVID, Brenda. <laughs> I, we all do. Cameron. Cam. Oh, Cam. Hi. Good hi, morning. Cameron. So fun. <laughs> hi, Cameron. <laughs> We were just well, talking about just, my mom in Ohio and it being hot. And then she's like, yeah. do you mean COVID? <laughs> <laughs> well, Diane, I'm from Ohio, too. No way. Oh, um, Where are you from? Yeah. Well, you're, see, you're from the big city. That's why, you know, I'm just going to say oh. that. But I'm from, I'm from Gallipolis, Ohio. Do you know where that oh, is? Sure. Yes, I do know where Gallipolis is. Uh, I had some oh. friends. <laughs> I went to Wittenberg and had several friends oh. from Gallipolis. Yeah. Wow. This is when, Mom, this is when you name them and ask if she knows them, like Fiona. Oh, okay. All right. Well, one guy, I remember, he was very outgoing, and he was in the Wittenberg Choir with me. His name was Tom Brandenberry. I do know Tom Brandenberry. Oh, my God. I do know Tom Brandenberry. And actually, his his dad was the local doctor. Uh, I mean, there there, there was more than one, but he was one of those. And Tom Brandenberry and his family lived about two blocks from me. You're kidding. Did you go to high school together I, and all like that? Um, yes, but I think yeah. he's a, a, just a 
maybe he's a year behind me or something okay. like that. He's yes. not in my class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think but. he was younger than <laughs> younger than me too, Brenda. But he was real mm-hmm. tall and yeah. real handsome and a, just a great smile. Yeah. All right, very cougars. Very, no. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Isn't that amazing? Oh my gosh. Um, Tom, gosh darn, Brandonberry. <laughs> Wherever you are, Tom, tune in. My mom's he, single. No, well, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's he's spoken for, but you know, he was always very um, polite. And oh, outgoing yeah. <laughs> and yeah. all those cool things. When you're 18 or 19 year olds at college, you're just thinking, oh, he's real cute. Yeah. So wait, Brenda, did Very- you go on to go to college with like local friends or what was your? Actually, uh, I, I didn't go with local friends, but I did go. I went to Xavier in Cincinnati. Oh, cool. Oh, so, sure. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, Dayton is someplace. Well, <laughs> University of Dayton is someplace. Now, I mean, I didn't really get involved in that competition, um, but I know that some oh, yeah, people felt a lot of a lot of competition. Yeah, for those. That's right. Those flyers. Yeah, and later on, I later on I did go to University of Dayton for my master's, even though I was like the oldest student on campus. But um, you were right. There's big competition there, but um, mm-hmm. they're both really great schools. Such great schools. Yeah. 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 Also, so you yeah. should tell my mom where you went to college. Me? Oh, I, I, went, I went. Oh, no, mom, me, me because we already know you went to Wittenberg. I went to yeah. Miami University in Ohio. <laughs> yes. 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 I, so my big I think, sister went to Miami. Yes. Oh, Wait, yes. Oh. Allison, the oldest right? Esposito daughter went, you know, daughter number one went to Miami of Ohio. So, you know, <sighs> talking about let's try to find a hotel room. Now, maybe it was different because I don't, I, I'm not sure, you know, where, what class you're in, but uh, when Allison was there, you could not, I mean, try to find a hotel room that was like maybe two hotels with 13 rooms. I don't know. It was very hard. And <laughs> who knew the Indiana border is very close by. And so I did stay in Indiana one time, which, you know, Indiana <laughs> kind of does its own thing uh, when it comes to daylight savings time. Yes. They don't, yeah. they don't do it. They do do it. Some <laughs> they parts do their don't own do it. thing. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And so um, we had a lot of challenges like dinner reservations, things like that because of that. But yes, Miami of Ohio. <laughs> oh, we've got lots of connections. Lots so, of okay. So we yeah. have Allison. What's the birth order? It's Allison? Cameron and Britain. Yeah. Britain's the youngest. Okay. So mm-hmm. this is interesting because mm. typically on our podcast, you know, the focus of is, of course, the moms. We're specifically talking to moms of talented artists. And often the artist is the youngest, but Cam, you're the middle child, just like my sister. She Hannah. is. She's the well-adjusted. I am the middle child. That's interesting. Oh. Often the, the artist is the youngest. Well, growing up, my little sister was the artsy one. I was like the jock in the family. Uh-huh. Like my oldest okay. sister was an uh-huh. actual ballerina. I knew so. that because I got to, I got to meet them both actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. You know, yeah. So my oldest sister was like an actual ballerina, and then a dancer. You know, like in her adulthood, but also a lawyer. Classic combination. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. I a was like, threat. How threatening. Yeah. <laughs> then I was like the jock, and then my little sister was the artsy one. But in, then, in what way, like physical or like, or I mean, pa- meaning like uh, what medium? I don't know why I said physical. Well, when she was Lots a little child. She refused 
to be fed anywhere but on the floor and only <laughs> while wearing a Dalmatian costume. So this started very early. She's a very creative person. And then she wanted to be an actor. And my parents, like, uh, you know, to their credit, they, like, took her seriously really young. So she would, like, go down to the city and take, like, acting classes or audition for things you know she had like headshots and she would always be doing her makeup like out of um like 17 magazine then she'd come out there she'd be like pistachio eyes this is like before you know the internet existed she was like doing all this makeup stuff you got live tutorials she was like amazing she wore like a betsy johnson dress to prom with also had dyed her hair pink, which like at my Catholic high school, like you did not have pink hair. <laughs> and then also wore like acrylic heels. She looked amazing. She was just like this, like very kind of out yeah. there person. We really um, But then I kind of, I kind of came from behind and somehow became an artist, like, like uh, against all odds sort of thing. I don't know if that's what you think. Yeah. Mom. I, yeah, no, well, Brenda, no I, actually, Actually, I had an inkling because um, there was something in high school called senior directed plays or something like that, where uh, when this was when Cameron was a senior, somebody would direct and the seniors were all the actors. And then, I mean, a senior would be the director and a senior would be the actor and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Cameron um, was (laughs) in a friend of hers play. And I don't think she I don't think she spoke. I don't think she had any lines. But she honestly, and I, I say this modestly, but she stole the show. She was a little old lady. Um, I said I, she had like a cane, maybe. She would walk funny. It was all um, you know, the physicality of the part. And so um, Nick and I were sitting in the audience. And I mean, we knew that Cameron was animated because she was animated at home um, and all that. But. But then seeing her in this play, both said, wow, I think, you know, she, this is something that's going to come around again in her life. Cause she was, and that was around 18 then, right? 17, yes. 18. Yes. 17. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you used to take them, but you, so when you were young, Brenda, like curiously, were you artsy? Were you into art or were, what were some of your dreams as a kid when it came to just in general? Because you ended up well, pursuing let me, let me a college say degree. I, I I was in I was in high school and uh, grammar school before Title IX. Okay. So okay. there were no sports. There were no sports happening for girls. Um, and I and you know in this rural town that I'm from, my goodness, I mean no. Right. Um, so there was none of that going on. Um, okay. I did I did audition for. Um, you know, the high school theater group, and I had lots of rejections and the high school chorus group. Um, and so those didn't work out. Um, but, um, I, I really, um, think that, you know, there's always this, um, artistic side of, you know, the way I would do look at things or the way I would dress. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) funny. So anyway, uh, then I went to a liberal arts college and there was lots of opportunity there for me to take, you know, this thing and that thing and start to discover that. I mean, because we didn't, this is uh, an area of Ohio that probably isn't, I hope isn't like this anymore, but really, you know, the school budget doesn't allow for a lot of 
for the um, arts. extracurriculars. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, even you know we were under is. fire for that. Mom, mom knows what that's like. She had to travel as the music teacher, you know, budget uh-huh. cuts and things like that. Yeah. She was a traveling mm-hmm. music teacher mm-hmm. for the elementary. Yeah. Yep. Well, it was very interesting. I went to college in Springfield, Ohio, and then I taught there for two years after I graduated. And like <laughs> Beth said, I was traveling to four different schools and seeing 1,800 students. And it was mm-hmm. very... Um, Oh, they, they they invested in sports, pretty much sports only. Right. And I always found that mm-hmm. to be such a interesting uh, juxtaposition of a, a of a city, and then the college, you know, liberal arts college, like you went to, just within mm-hmm. a mile. But how different the lives of the people were in in a very short, you know, right uh, area of space, space. right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know that mom was like, or sorry, you go ahead. Was that Cam? I was going to say that, uh, you know, my mom, so, you know, when I, like, when I knew my mom, she like, you know, had the same Chicago accent-ish. She really like, doesn't have such a strong Chicago accent. The rest of my family does. But, you know, <laughs> she had like a Chicago accent and like very kind of, you know, like cosmopolitan clothes and like always looks really well together and you know she had worked at a bank downtown when I was mm-hmm. a little kid um, wow. and has like these very you know active group of friends and all this stuff but it's interesting to me because you know so like my mom would always take us down to the city to go see plays and stuff take us to museums but like my mom is from um, like a very rural area and mm-hmm. an area also where like people have Southern accents. And like, you know, when I used to go down there with my mom and spend the spend time at her parents' house, it's like my grandfather had a um, room of guns, which is weirdly where yeah. the kids slept, but they were not. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Weirdly. 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 Yeah. Weirdly. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope there were locks on the guns. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, yeah, there were locks on the doors, but but anyway, like because my mom like worked at um, McDonald's to help put herself through college because her parents didn't want to pay for that thing, mm-hmm. um, right. so she like did it herself. And so I think wow. you know when I think about like what my mom was like sort of providing in childhood in terms of like access to the arts versus like what she's talking about having as a kid mm-hmm. is like very different. You know, I only sort of understood this a little bit more after moving to LA, you know, and, and being like, Oh, I don't know anything about this city and I don't know what it's like here and I don't get the culture. And then I was like, Oh my God, my mom did that. But like also jumping a bunch of, um, you know, that thing of like being the first person in your family to go to college. But then yes, like, yeah. I think where I grew up, that was really normal being somebody who went to college. So like right. that, that like cross-cultural um, experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what she kind of didn't get to have as a kid, you definitely wanted your kids to I was going to say, I'm going to blame it 100% on WLS radio. Um, <laughs> because I, I, I don't even know if they're still around. But um, it's the only signal. So in this town that I'm from, uh, you know, there's a lot of country music uh, played, which um, was not my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, so, and so I, uh, when I did my homework, and Cameron, I have to apologize, you know, for, I, I really, you know, I still am a giant nerd. I, I was a giant nerd. You know, I still am. And um, that's okay. So I would be a just, lot of us are. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
nerd, nerd. But I'd yeah. be doing my homework, um, and I would be at that at that point. Remember transistor radios, um, Diane? Oh, so sure. I would yes um, be turning on the radio, and of course, I'm not going <laughs> to listen to like something that makes my hair kind of you know curl. So I'm <laughs> fiddling with the dial, fiddling, and I found WLS radio, and of course, it would always be talking about things in Chicago, um, or this thing or that thing. At the time it was a rock station. Oh, so cool. that is the re- that, yeah. that is, that was my exposure to, and I used to think, I wonder what it looks like. I wonder what it, you know, and of course yeah. I was, mem- and I had to look it up in an encyclopedia. Mom was lucky enough to have a home set yeah. in her bedroom. In yeah. Encyclopedia Britannica. It was a yeah. big deal. We had deal. no Google. <laughs> yeah, Can no, I had to look it up. Uh, and I can see what it looked like, but that's, that's what sort of, I was like, okay, well, that's my connection to, um, you know, something. And, and, and I'm so grateful for the, the down home family values and stuff that I got Mm -hmm. from this little, Mm -hmm. from this little town. But, um, you know, a lot of the rest, because there wasn't money for education, um, you know, I, I I blame it on WLS radio. <laughs> you, that piqued your interest. Well, if you had a poster, Brenda, like say you could choose from that time, like who would have been the poster on your wall when you listened to that rock radio station? Did you have like favorites oh. or were you introduced to artists that you wouldn't have, you know what I mean? Oh, sure. I totally had posters, uh, posters all over my wall. But <laughs> this was, the big battle was, was it Dr. Kildare? Who was <gasps> Richard Chamberlain? Yes. Or Rick, oh. the other guy. Or, or oh. Ben Casey. Ben Casey. Yes. He was, Casey. Hair- yes. Right? So he was real was hairy. Big, he had a really hairy Real chest. hairy. Yeah. He had a real hairy. <laughs> and he had like a, uh, like a pompadour hairdo. It was a little <laughs> swooping back. Um, yes. And so this was oh. a big, um, you know, controversy, and yes. at least in my small world. I did get the- somehow, I would babysit for 50 cents an hour, and then I would get these teen magazines uh, from somewhere. Um, yeah. And... I could look up Ben Casey and Dr. Kildare just so, you know. So who was your to, favorite? Who did you prefer? Or did you I, like I, them both? I went, I went more toward the blonde than the brunette. Yeah, yeah I, Dr. I went Kildare. more toward the Richard, mm-hmm, more toward yeah. Richard Chamberlain than. Well, he's very clean uh, cut. Yeah. Right, right. Then yeah. the hairy chest. And I can't even think of the actor who played Ben Casey, but whoever he was. Ben Casey, uh-huh. who was that? Oh, Who was this? Somebody go to the Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> no, it would be yeah, on Google. It would come right up. <laughs> It'll come oh. right up. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that amazing Funny. that you got fifty cents an hour to babysit? I mean, when I moved I out to LA, I'm my rate like what I got paid out here to babysit when I first moved was eighteen an hour, and that was like a lot to me. Oh, that is uh-huh. a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. That's it still is a lot. Wage. It well, is a lot. How yes. about compared to the minimum wage? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, I, I had to take care of two dogs and two kids. And oh, there these were you French go. poodle, very prissy French poodles, like Pris Pops, <laughs> and then two kids that were always in mischief. So I, I can't imagine a, a sum that would really be fair to take yeah. care of those people because it was, they were, yeah. <laughs> that's like, a you- lot. You yeah. should have gotten 50 cents a kid, 50 cents a 50 dog. 50 cents a yeah. kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Brenda, uh, what music did you love, though, when you were in high school or junior high? I'm curious. What music? Well, I yeah. liked everybody. You-, you know, of course, the Beatles, the Stones. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I was not really, I wasn't really, um, Elvis Presley was a little bit, 
um, those are my older sisters. Yeah. They were yeah. little. Yeah. I didn't, ha- I didn't have an older sister, but if I did, you're right. It would were be you only her. child, Brenda? Uh, I have two sisters. So I'm in the Allison Esposito birth position. Okay. I have a sister oh. in the cap. And exactly the same years, I have a sister in the Cameron Esposito position, and then I have a sister in the Britain Esposito position. Oh so, gosh. and Allison, Allison and Britain are ten years apart. So, I have a sister ten years younger than me. Um, oh, that's kind oh, of fun. I do too. I do too. I was the mm-hmm. middle child, though. Too older, too younger. Um, oh, but yeah, I love the Beatles. They were like my life. They were my life. Yes. Yeah, the Beatles, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of. Of who, who sang like go now, go now? Oh, the oh. Moody Blues. Oh, the Moody um, Blues. I loved them. <laughs> I did. I saw the Beatles. I, my my cousin and I actually uh, went to see the I Beatles so, in Detroit. Get <gasps> out of here! I am oh, so yeah. jealous. Okay, I grew mm-hmm. up um, a little north of Detroit, and of course, I love Motown too. Motown. And, oh yes. Um, oh yeah. Beatles. They were huge. Okay, so mm-hmm. my dad, who worked for General Electric, and he worked downtown Detroit. He dropped my cousin Gail off with myself, the two of us. And he drove around for like two hours because he was afraid to leave us. Of course, we had no cell phones if we needed, you know, (laughs) if we were in distress. But uh, he just drove around for a couple hours (laughs) while we were in there screaming our heads off. (laughs) Can you come out with no voice? We had no No voice. voice. We couldn't hear for two days. (laughs) It was was incredible. (laughs) It was so incredible. Yeah. Yeah, she can appreciate. She can. She can appreciate. Yes, I can. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, those yeah, are the yeah, days. Yeah. We had great music growing up. We really did. We I th- we did I think the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've talked to we've when we've talked to other moms. Like I'm 69. Unfortunately, that's my number right now. But 69. <laughs> unfortunately, and, and pretty cool. Uh, well, number. you know how they do. Um, and some of the other moms have been in their 60s, and we talk about the music that we grew up with, how lucky we were to have, oh, such a diverse uh, array of music that just, it's your whole life. Right. I mean, for me, it was. It really just was. I'm sure for you, too, with your radio station and wanting to hear um, more and see more and do more. And so, so I have a nephew that's the same age as Britain. So, um, you know, they, they sort of grew up apart, but together. Uh-huh. And and with them again, and actually maybe with Cameron's friends too, some songs that I grew up with were repopularized by yeah. the kids that were Cameron's age or the kids mm-hmm. that were Britain's age. Um, I know that's kind yeah. of cool. Yeah, yeah. That was, well, that was we also great. we also have seen my mom and I have seen music together um, like fairly recently. Ooh, there was a little period of. Well, my mom took me to see the Stones. Oh, um, but like you know, they were old. Like I mean, like <laughs> yeah. uh, we can't believe they were, they're still doing this. Stones. They did a great yeah. job. They do um, a great job. Yeah, I bet. My they did. mom also took Madonna. Me to see. Oh, well, wow. I was gonna say we went to see Madonna, and my dad yeah. is like a little bit conservative about, <laughs> let's say, everything. And there was a point where there was like an upside down cross that was coming from the rafters at you know the united center in chicago and everybody is standing up screaming and my dad is like oh he's like sitting down with his arms crossed i can't believe what <laughs> he's like i'll meet you in the car it's 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> More of this is going to happen. This is the whole, this is the oh, premise. Oh, dear. Um, Brace yourself, right, Dad. But, uh, <laughs> uh, one thing that oh, was yeah. really cool was uh, a couple years ago, there was this um, exhibition of, like, all of David Bowie's um, oh. stage-worn costumes that was at the MCA oh, that in the museum interesting. Yeah. in Chicago. And um, my mom knows I'm a huge Bowie fan and got me tickets for my Isn't birthday. So, like, I flew to Chicago. And, and at the time, it was only in – mom, was it in London? And Chicago, uh, yes, the only two yes. places in the world. I think, I think so. Yeah, you're I kidding. Think it was one. Oh and wow! So so anyway, cool. Yeah. You have to have like these time tickets and everything. So mm-hmm. we still do like some uh, cultural events together and see music and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's it's always like my mom is suggesting it. You know, oh. I think some people might not have a mom who buys them tickets to see David Bowie's. Starman costume. I I think that's so great. It's a real way of connecting your, you know, your interest and your love for the arts and something you want to do with your daughter. Bethy and I have done that. We've gone to musicals and what was our last? I guess we went. We last thing we did together was Ben Platt live and at the Dolby. Mm. Yeah, that was so Mm -hmm. fun. We and we had seen him in um, Dear Evan Hansen. Remember? Yes. Yeah, on Broadway. That was it is, a, it, it is a great it's a great thing to do. It's a great yeah, thing because to you're do. always learning. It just shows that you're you're interested in learning. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I would have known who Ben Platt was, but you know, Beth said, "Oh, mom, you're going to love him." Although I did see him on the Tony Awards, and I thought, "Oh my gosh, I've never heard anybody sing like that." And then what a yeah. thrill to be able to see him. Um, yeah, you know, on stage, and um, well, and then that same weekend we went to see Hamilton. And oh it was my. like, oh my oh. gosh, I can't believe this. I, you know, I didn't know anything about it, but it was. Oh, when I was living know, was, in New York. Yeah. Yeah. It was That's nice great. to learn. Always nice to That's, learn from your daughters and your moms. It <laughs> is. Well, Cameron and I have both been, I don't want to use the word victim, but um, we have both been in the audience <laughs> when we have gone to modern dance. Now I will say, I, I, think, <laughs> modern dance, I think modern oh. dance is very um <laughs> i think modern dance is very athletic i think yes. it is so it is so many things i don't know that i am aware <laughs> enough to always understand what's happening and sure. i try i mean i could tell you oh is it a sad <laughs> dance or is it a happy dance yes or is it this or that but i i can't figure out what's what happening they're doing. here and and so cameron and i have sat through lots of those um and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm thrilled i always like to be in the audience when one of my you know one of my kids is performing it's always great for me oh of but, course yes. but the modern dance i mean uh, you know we just would kind of i don't know i mean you just have to well, yeah. appreciate it I you just appreciate it for the I, art that it is that's right right oh, it's i mean so it's so I athletic love modern dance but i will say my poor parents have there was a while I don't know what your experience with this was Beth but there was a while when I had to ban (laughs) my parents from coming to shows because they were supportive to a degree that was almost like I was like I need to sometimes be able to talk about like 
you know, sex, like very explicitly, you, you cannot come to <laughs> yeah. everything, you know? Yes, but of course. One thing that my parents, one thing that my mom has seen is that I had a girlfriend that my parents really liked who I lived with, who was in a show, a modern dance show where she was also mm-hmm. the costume designer, but the Got costumes on. were thongs. And mud. <laughs> <laughs> and mud. Songs and, and mud. Mom. Oh, no. oh my god. I think god. I was in the front row. I think oh, I was no. in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know. You had no idea what was coming up. Yeah, I didn't know. Well, I didn't I didn't know it was just gonna be songs and mud. I would have I would have moved back a little bit. <laughs> you were uh, in the uh what do you call it? Uh, not splash zone, but I guess crust zone. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. That is yeah. so funny. No, there's definitely times where like, look, I, there are definitely times where perhaps I should have told mom not to come and I still let it rip anyway. I mean, <laughs> I or think- grandma? Oh yeah. I've done stand up in front of my hundred year old grandma and 99 <laughs> and when she was 99. Um, sometimes I like- always hear everything either. And, I mean, and that's know, what I'm counting on. still past her. Yeah. And I'm counting on her not hearing some of it. But I think uh-huh. it's like, you know, as we age, we're adults now. Of course, we have our relationship changes. My mom, it sounds like, you know, I don't want to assume, but it sounds like all four of us with our mom, we are thankful to be close with our mom, but there's still the mother-daughter relationship. You know, it's not like a best friend right. situation. There is the decorum of mother-daughter. And to us, that doesn't mean you know, right. getting super sexual with our, you know, a, with right. our discussions. <laughs> However, that's we right. are grown adults and sexual beings. And so I think that's what I kind of allow the fourth wall to be a bit of a barrier when I am on stage, if I am talking about sex in front of my mom. <laughs> I usually just look down, you know, <laughs> just kind of look down and reflect. That's what I do. Think, I just kind of yeah. look down. Yeah. Look down a little bit. <laughs> Think about when they were two or three and, you know, <laughs> and you, and eight or nine. Socks, and their socks didn't match. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Or they weren't wearing underwear, right, Beth? Oh, yeah. Uh, I used right. To, I used to try to go oh, places dear. without underwear and uh, get in trouble for it. But that yeah. was Well, another. this is when she was very young, you know, three or four. Sure. 18, sure. 19. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it's time to take another break. But I don't want to. We have to. Why? It's the same reason you made me take a nap. That doesn't make sense. It's during the day. Shh. Oh, okay. We'll take a break. Never tell your mom to shush. (laughs) Hey, you've said worse. (laughs) (laughs) Let's play the quiet game. Oh, I'm onto that one. (laughs) Okay, we'll be right back after this break. that I think that both I think I bet you Brenda expects it and I expect it too it's just you know you girls are so brave and you put yourself out there and you are vulnerable and you tell your stories and you talk about things that are important to you that's what I feel when I have watched Cameron that she speaks about things that are important to her and I feel that with Beth and I think they've earned that you know we we can I agree yeah we can be supportive of that 
Well, we started I with you. do it. <laughs> I could never stand up in front of a group and do that. Never. Well, oh, Cam, no. and I, Cam and I started in a time also for listeners just to know, I mean, some may know it, but Cam and I started around the same time in Chicago, around 2007, which is when we met. And often we were some of the only women, like we weren't even on a ton of shows together because we were busy playing the one woman part on whatever mm-hmm. show was across town or whatever. And of course, there were other very talented women around us. It certainly wasn't just us. Faye Canali, Carrie Callahan, I'm trying to think of some of the other women that were around us. Um, we could list them forever. But the point is, we weren't the only ones. But it did feel like to me when I first started, and I don't know if Cam, you feel this way at all, but I'll just share I was worried about being too sexual. Like I didn't want to play into a stereotype um, of something that was really put on female comics, which was that we were, you know, only talking about sex. And the the truth is that in the last 13 years somehow hasn't changed in the sense that that's still put on us. So I've turned a corner Mm. with my own comedy, which is now I talk about whatever I want. Like I don't put the limitations on myself. I don't put the, the, I guess, what should I say? Like, the burden of a stereotype on my own comedy, which I felt like I was fighting against by not talking about sex or whatever it may be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Oh, that's, that's I always, so interesting. It is. Oh, I, I always feel if, if I'm in Cameron's audience or, um, you know, like when I, when I was reading her book um, or yeah, I guess those, those things, if, mm-hmm. if something comes on about sex, I just, first of all, I would agree with Diane's comment that, Cameron has earned the right. I mean, Cameron is a grown ass woman. She, yes. she can, she can talk about whatever she wants to talk about. And then I, I always say I'm not her target audience. I mean, I, That's I'm not, right. you know, right. and right. Um, so I've, I've had a lot of my friends, my contemporaries ask me um, because they, they, maybe they have been to Cameron's show or maybe they haven't. They're thinking of some other time right. they went to a comedy show. And yes. they've asked me questions like, well, oh, gosh, what, what, does she ever talk about anything sexual? And, and how does that make you feel? And deeply deep. Well, I always say, you know, hey, Cameron is a grown ass woman. And secondly, I'm not I'm not her target audience. And I just have to, you know, take it with like, go, OK. And, and as Diane said, look down or just kind of, you know, push my hair back from my face or something and then just go on with it because, um you know, Cameron has, hmm. uh, she works hard and as, as you do Beth, and you have a right to speak to your target audience, which since I'm sitting there and I, I know that everybody is probably half my age or something like that. So yeah. that's, that's yeah. the thought I always have in my mind. Um, that's right. Although yeah. we are women, well, you know, we can also absorb what they're saying. Uh, that's as right. Women. And that's right. I think sometimes the things that they are brave enough to talk about, or it's important for them to talk about those things. I think that there is a level to a lot of women that can relate, that understand. And mm-hmm. I really, um, I admire their determination to make their stand up just a little bit more than, you know, body parts or jokes about things that just make right. people laugh. It's, it's important to them that they, mm-hmm. they kind of reveal who they are through their stand up and, I really appreciate right. that more than I can say. That's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still do look through my purse, though, if, if it's uncomfortable. I want to go back to, some, to what Beth is just saying. First of all, it's really cute and interesting to hear this from the mom's perspective. So thank yeah. you for sharing. <laughs> Isn't it great? Yeah, sharing. thank you for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I think just going back to what Beth was just saying, it's, it's, I, I've never heard you say that, Beth. And it's so interesting to hear because yeah, you're right. There were, I always think when people talk about this time, I, there were other women around, but I think about like in our exact class, like I think of you and I in like the exact same class pretty much. Yeah. I think it was like, Jenna Friedman was also, I consider her in that class, but she was was on her way out. Yeah. She, yeah, she was doing something else. And, and then she the was headed to like New York. Class. Yeah, Putterbaws as well. But they were doing something else, you know, where they were doing more like a duo and character stuff. Yeah. And duo stuff. And then, you know, like uh, many people joined after us and there were many people ahead of us. But for you and I, it was like, it was kind of just the two of us is what I think of for like in that exact class. And I, I don't, I like remember that we were never on the same shows, like you said, because why would you put the two of us on the same show? You're ruining your, you know, yeah. diversity quotient or whatever. <laughs> exactly. And, um, you know, but I think a lot about like you being at a show by yourself and having to make the decision whether or not to like talk about sex, because for a straight woman walking into that scene, I feel like I had like a slightly different perspective because like, first of all, nobody was gay. Like, literally, like, there was, like, Bill Cruz. I was just going to say, <laughs> Bill Cruz Cruz and you. Know? And I was trying to get Mateo and, Lane to do comedy, and he just wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. So At there that was time. Like, there was, like, nobody, nobody was gay. So I was just kind of, like, in my own orbit. But mm-hmm. I feel like I had this vantage point where I could watch, like, when a new woman would pop in the scene who was mm-hmm. straight or perceived to be straight. It was, like, sharks circling oh, yeah. and I Fresh always meat. had a lot of compassion because it felt like the dudes who were doing stand-up like it was a tournament to see who was going to date this person yes. not like oh. respecting this yeah. person as a peer you know oh. and so I just saw that a lot you know like I feel like I saw that with you but I feel like I saw that with everybody and I really was always like a man so it makes me it makes a lot of sense to me that then why would you ever talk about anything like sexual on stage because there's you know there's a bunch of comics in the audience like with with like wolf eyes yeah on yeah. you know like it just seems nuts <laughs> wait, 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 wait. yeah i think it's sort of like <laughs> I, I i i too remember being like uh i thankful that i was dating chris at the time my bagel boyfriend you know to almost I, I, of course we know now that that's no that shouldn't be your only reasoning to be able to say no to a guy approaching you or asking you out but at the time it was my safe card you know oh i've got a boyfriend and that's something that they'll respect but it, i think too it's like i remember women that started around our time i'm specifically thinking of this this woman um kelly who was really talented and went on to date another comic and then you saw that her almost just become his girlfriend cuz he had started before. Oh my God. So, and we miss out on Kelly (laughs) because she kind of became, and I don't fault her or anything like that. And maybe she just wasn't interested in continuing, but I think the power structure of if they started before you or if they were further along definitely Mm -hmm. played a role in your ability to rise in the scene and what your place was. So you didn't want to just become this comics girlfriend. You want to be your own thing. And I think that was something you wanted to set yourself apart from for sure. Um, rather than just and that's why I had like that rule which was just I, I was like I'm not hooking up with comics unfortunately I later broke that rule um and I'm back to it 
again. Um, no more comics. But no more comics. Hey, me too. <laughs> yeah, no more comics for either of us, baby. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> you make you both are making a pact right now. Sounds yeah. like well, we yeah. made it before, yeah. but yeah, oh, you now okay. yeah. this is on the record. Now you really mean it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, it's man. true. We lost people to either being, you know, a girlfriend of someone or, or just That's sad. That's just sad. Well, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's a bummer. And it's, yeah. I'm not saying those guys actively did that, but well, you that don't know is, what the dynamic was that. Yeah. But that is yeah, sort of, you don't know. Yeah. That is sort of what Well, happened. I think that there were a lot of guys that were there that were really benefiting from like the hang from hanging out yes. and having a built in group of friends. And that that breeds an interest in like dating and in drinking, you know, drinking, sleeping around, like all of like a whole thing. But I don't think like I didn't participate in that, you know, so I was having like a different experience of being there for the for shows, you sure. know, um, because it, mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't feel super comfortable. I think I'll go home you know like i used to be such a dork because i would only go to the bar that closed at 2 a.m not the bar that closed at 5 a.m you know <laughs> they were like loser <laughs> and i'm like you know eating a full burrito at three o'clock in the morning because that's what everybody else is doing <laughs> the, the peer pressure burrito dork. yeah <laughs> I really, you know, I also was like, I, I, I don't know if I'm saying also, but I'm a type A person. I'm someone who wasn't a huge partier either. I didn't feel like I needed to party to hang and everything like that. Um, but I do think, so, so I agree with you in the sense that I also kind of felt like I wasn't all about the social scene of it. I definitely did like the hangs, but I'm thankful I didn't get caught up in it. And I'm always very I'm sort of like, that's the advice I give to even LA comics that come here, which is just like, uh, absolutely have fun, make your friends, but, you know, make sure you're not just like running with a crowd that is definitely using, I mean, not using you, but you're participating in each other's addictions, Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which, you know, we're around to that. I I will say too, something that made me think when you were just talking was, you know, when I did interviews early, I would say things like, I love being a female comic. No, it's not harder, you know, things like that. And recently I saw someone post because, you know, whatever, social media is a hellfire, but someone was saying like, to the women comics who say it's easier being a female comic and it's not hard, you know, you did us all a disservice. Uh, by, you know, pretending that it wasn't and ignoring the things that were hard about it. And it's like, I I hear where that woman's coming from, but you have to understand my 23, 24 year old mind was thinking, if I say this isn't hard, other women will do it. So if I mm-hmm. say it's to my <laughs> advantage that I'm the only woman, I stand out or it's not harder being a female comic. I love being a female comic. So that's my perspective on that. That's just something that came to my mind. I wanted to share. Okay. <laughs> and that is super interesting. Yeah, yeah. super interesting. Yeah. It is. I think it's too. You're just like. But when you said that, did you really believe that? I think when I was younger, yeah, yeah, okay. I did. But how do you not- feel about that, Cameron? I mean, do you feel like, yeah? I mean, oh, you know what I did, Cameron? I I um g- googled the um your late night with Craig Ferguson, and Jay Leno was on there. I thought it was the cutest thing ever. They were so supportive. And it, I mean, I know that was a while back, 
but I was trying to, you know, see some of your things and, uh, you just didn't seem nervous or intimidated. You just, you were so smart and funny. And then they were, I thought, really welcoming. Yes. But there you were, one woman sitting between two men. So, <laughs> you know, there was that well, visual. That was awesome. I would, en- I would encourage anyone to watch that clip because I went and sat between them and my feet didn't touch the floor on the no. chairs. That I'm <laughs> in. So it's not only that I'm sitting between two guys who are like, who are like twice my age, but also my feet are kicking like I'm a Muppet. Oh. Anyway, it's very, it's very, it's, it's, it's very cute though. I thought it was really, it was what a wonderful way to, you I know, think it's it, just, it was pretty historic. I mean, it's kind of, I think it's pretty legendary, like you being able to just have the comfortable, I mean, yes, at that time you'd been doing stand up then for a while, not that long, but to have the wherewithal, no, the long. comfortability. <laughs> You know what I mean? To just look back and talk to them. That's huge. Yeah, you were very at ease, I thought, and so engaging. And it was fun. It was really fun to watch, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love you. I mean, I remember (laughs) my mom, my parents were watching that night. It was such a huge deal that they were watching. Um, Yeah. But, you know, I will say, like, these things all, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think it, it also relates to what Beth was talking about. You know, the whole time that I was, performing like from the very start I was always like this is impossible I feel like an outsider this is really hard people are mean to my face like when I was doing early interviews I was like everybody's mean to me to my face like so then but then Mm. also because of who has power the greatest help I've ever been given as a comic also men yeah you know it's that it's that like both are true you know I do think that like as a woman, as a queer person, I'm still afforded way fewer opportunities. I know I make less money. I know I'm quoted less money for the same jobs. I also mm. know that, like, if I was a black woman, if I was a person of color, like, that that would be true, you know, and the spaces are portioned out. Like, you know, white men get to get to take up like nine spaces with a one diversity spot. And that hasn't changed that much Mm -hmm, in actual job opportunities. And I also know that like, there are definitely women who've been on my side, but, but it's mostly been men because the women who have more power than me, they were treated this way too. So Mm -hmm. why would you then turn around and advocate for someone else? So like my, what I've tried the most is to do is to like, hold the door open for the people mm-hmm. that are coming down the line. But mm-hmm. I'm still enormously competitive with the women that I consider my peers because like, that's how we were raised in this industry. You know, yeah. it's, we weren't raised to encourage each other. Like I feel so much gratitude. Beth and I got to hang out um, at the just for laughs festival, whenever that was, I think just last year. Yeah. And it like, it like cracked my heart open to see you, you know, just like I've always been in your corner. I'm so like, enormously excited to watch how you've continued to grow. And like, I always, when people are asking about like Chicago, I'm like, you know, Beth and I were like in it together early and like, look at what she's able to do. And it just is like, it's amazing to get to be proud of you because Mm. that is not how I'm supposed to feel. And that's not what I was, what we were raised to feel toward each other. No. And also and continually encouraged even into our time in LA, I would argue you have this sort of one of, people have a sort of like one at a time mentality for women. And like yep. you're saying, we, 
to me, the hardest adjustment in my 30s and in in my projects, my pursuits, my, you know, furthering my career, like you're saying, um, increasing your quotes or whatever it is, the heart, the biggest battle is recognizing my own power in it because we were powerless for so long. You, you know, you wonder how you end up at some guy's house for a show for him and four friends because you said yes to literally everything for approximately 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, so you could get stage time. So now you have to say, yeah. oh, I'm in charge or I make choices. And you have to switch into that almost sort of like power, more powerful position to be like, oh, I can con- control these things. And um, uh, yeah, I guess that's just like where my mind went. But of course, we've continued to grow and change as people. And that is even showing in our standup, you know, from your Craig Ferguson mm-hmm. and my first Conan to your 2018 rape jokes to my um, whatever, my half hour or my upcoming special. I feel like both of us are absolutely closer to our our personalities. And you can't, nothing, there's no substitute for time. And so I've, I've enjoyed watching you grow too. I, I went and watched your show in Montreal, um, which is not something I normally do. You know, I'm not used to going to see other comics because I'm either headlining on the road all the time. And I just had an open night. My mom hadn't gotten there yet. And um, I wanted to come and see what you were up to. And I was proud to watch you be, you know, vulnerable, open. It's, you know, something that I I try to do as well. And so I'm glad that we can appreciate that in one another. But I enjoyed watching your show last summer. Oh, man, it's pretty cool. I mean, I don't know. For, I guess, like, for the moms, I mean, I'm curious, like, you know, hearing your daughters talk about, like, uh, you know, the impacts of, like, sexism or misogyny in their careers, but also, like, you've seen us perform, and maybe that feels like different from what you would have gotten an opportunity to do. You know, I don't know. Like, does it, what do you, what do you all think about, about what we're talking about right now? Yeah, mom. Cause I think sometimes you initially used to struggle with me, quote unquote, you would give me a hard time. Like, don't be mean to yourself. Cause I used to be yeah. more self-deprecating, yeah, but now yeah. you still see me be vulnerable, but maybe I found better ways to be funny about it. I, well, I mean, for, first of all, what I want to say is I love what I'm just hearing between you and Cameron, because I don't know how Brenda feels, but as a mother of daughters, Brenda, don't you feel like some of your happiest moments are when, okay, like maybe one of your daughters has gone through a rough time about something and you're just honestly suffering for them. And then yeah. you, you hear another, one of your other daughters say, oh yeah, I talked to her last night and we really got, we really talked a lot. We had a good talk about that. And I think she's doing much better now, or it's the greatest joy to know that your daughters are supportive of each other and that they do, they want good things for each other. But I just heard that also between Cameron and Beth. And I think there's got to be a place for women to support other women because it's so Mm -hmm. important because um, I I think it's a, it's a calling. It's really a calling to, to put yourself in front of a group of people and then to evolve from just making people laugh, which I think um, is such a, a gift. But also when they start talking about serious things or things that have happened to them, sometimes I have a hard time with that because 
Oh, we were talking to, um, and when we were talking to uh, Fortune's mom, Fortune Feimster's mom, Ginger, and what I loved about what Ginger's mom said was, you know, when the more that um, Fortune was revealing herself and sharing stories about herself, that her mom just simply said, "I, I just don't want anyone to hurt her. I don't want her. I don't want her mm-hmm. feelings to be hurt. I want people to really see her." as we see her. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I, I think it's it's the way to go when you're in an industry like this to support each other, whether you're a man or a woman. But also I like the thought of a sisterhood of women supporting each other the best way they can, as different as they all are. It It warms my heart because I don't get to see my daughter very much that lives in LA. My other two are here, but I don't get to see Beth that much. And I really miss her. And I don't want right. anyone to hurt her and say hurtful things. But we know it happens because we've seen it. Sure. As recently as yesterday. Yeah. yeah I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Brenda, sorry. Oh, how do you feel about those things that the no. girls are asking? Um, well, I think, I kind of think it's a learned behavior um, that starts so early on Um Unfortunately, the opposite of supporting each other um, as girls or women, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's so foreign to me. Um, and I, and I know personally when I'm in a situation where I I'm not supported by other women, it always surprises me. Mm-hmm. Um, even at my age, uh, <laughs> um, so whenever my um, in in and I always, and then separately, sort of as a funny thing, when one of my daughters will say something like, you know, well, she, and they're talking about one of their sisters. And and this doesn't happen a lot, but, you know, she <laughs> oh, yeah, is, time she's, time. yeah, she's this or that. I'll go, well, you don't have to tell me, you know, your Aunt Janet. Remember Aunt Janet? <laughs> or, Aunt, or, or, do you remember Aunt jo- or do you remember Aunt Joyce? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know exactly. That's good. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but I always, um, I mean, I, I really love to watch the interactions between my daughters when they're together. Um, mm-hmm. You know, every, nothing is nothing is perfect, and it's the real world. But um, right. it's That's right. it's wonderful. It's just wonderful to see I and enjoy that too. Um, yeah. Um, and I think one of the things I, I try to think about is when there, when I'm in a situation or when Cameron is in a situation and someone is not supporting her and I'm watching it or hearing it mm-hmm. or reading it, mm-hmm. I have to, I, I always try to think about the fact that it's that person's baggage that we're looking yes. at. We're, we're yeah. not looking at, we're not looking at Cameron's baggage, even mm-hmm. though um, what they're saying is hurtful or the opportunity they're taking away from her is not fair or whatever it is. Um, I, you know, it's, and life is not fair. So, I mean, I have to say sometimes it doesn't work out, but mm-hmm. just generally I have to realize that it's that person's baggage. Yeah. Um, I agree. Cause, cause Ke- and I love about, I love about Cameron really that um, the thing that she talked about that she holds the door open, you know, I, I've always admired that about her. I mean, she, um, it takes a certain kind of patience to be that kind of a person. Um, 
you know, to help those that are for one reason or another, maybe it's age. I mean, cause she was always very, she's always very patient with elderly people in our family. Um, mm-hmm. And she has a certain kind of, uh, she can relate, they can relate to her. They have these great conversations and mm-hmm. um, they love to see her. So, um, you know, she has a, it's a wonderful quality. She has that, mm-hmm. that, Maybe even a little middle child in there, you know, having Britain, you know, because yep. like, sometimes I think I suffer from younger child yeah. in the sense where I'm like, yeah, like I'm bringing up the t- t- the tail, you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of like yeah. making sure the person behind me is fine. I'm like, I'm here, you know, and then I move yeah. the branch and the person behind me gets smacked with the branch. <laughs> you <know>? So, <laughs> yeah. So Cameron, I, uh, I respect that about her too. And I think that it takes like, you know, maybe that's ingrained in her from childhood, but it's something that I need to remember to do as well. Because sometimes I'm just thinking like, I made it in, I'm here. As opposed to like, <laughs> make sure everybody's also getting in behind me. <laughs> that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> oh, well, we, we, you know, our conversations go everywhere. I'm like, I'm so thankful that we were all able to get together and just you know, chat about these things. They're, all of our conversations are oh different and hearing from you guys was so good. And I'm, gl- I'm grateful oh. for you, Cameron. And, and, um, and thank you, Brenda, for, you know, not just Cameron, mm. but raising three pretty incredible women. Oh uh, well, thank, yes. thank people. you. I mean, yeah, there's nothing I like, I'd like better on a, a Thursday than to talk about Cameron. I mean, I'm just so happy <laughs> to talk it about is, her anytime. It's really great. It's so great when it we're is. all kind of it's isolated though, right? I mean, people I are not, you don't get out and you don't see your girlfriends and you don't, and this has been wonderful. I feel like I could just I, talk to you all afternoon and it'd be yeah. so fun to get together sometime. And mom's, try, and mom's trying to make plans with and, you, Brenda. Well, I mean, the four of us, like Brenda and I could come out to LA and visit you girls when all the time is right. And we We need a sponsor to fly all the moms and put us up and get us a (gasps) big, delicious dinner. That would be so fun. Calling all sponsors. Really? God, this is a great idea. (laughs) 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 We'll do a reunion. But Cam's got this show. Of course, this this isn't going to come out uh, before tonight, but Cam's got a show tonight to get ready for. Oh, okay. I so. do. I'm doing an hour of stand up in my living room. So, oh, you're kidding. Uh, oh, my gosh. I respect it's it. It's the third time I've done it. And, Mom, have you joined any of them? Um, I, I have. It's right, yes. Um, I thought I saw I you have. lurking. She comes and lurks. <laughs> that felt like a I confession. <laughs> I was working. <laughs> I, if I didn't, if I didn't unmute myself, you wouldn't know I was there. So I just didn't. But but you did. But yeah, no, I I did I did. Um, yeah, I did try that with one. I I don't. And you were saying when I joined in, you go. I this is so strange because I don't hear anybody laughing um, because <laughs> you know that's how it is. I know. Yeah. So I, I respect you doing it. Honestly, like I think Cam and I, you and I are in different situations because you've had, you know, you're working toward, I'm imagining you're working towards like your next special. Whereas me, I just did it, filmed my right before the lockdown. And so now I'm wondering if I will ever do stand up again, you know, cause <laughs> I'm like in the oh. rebuild phase. So I'm like, how oh, am yeah. I going to test new material and why would I want to in this situation? And I think that's like all stand up is to me is when you catch someone 
in their, uh, whatever you want to call it, formation of an hour or building of an hour. Because if you see me mm-hmm. now, it's like, it's nothing. It might not be good. But if you saw me in March, it's like, I'm firing on all c- cylinders because I'm about to record <laughs> this bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I was, well, good um, luck with the last that. Thing I, I mean, that's special. The last thing I did before all this was, uh, the last thing I did was, was, Conan and JP Buck, who books Conan, was talking about going to prep for your special. Oh, yeah. So I was, you know, so we were talking about that, and I was like, we are in different, we are in different, I was about to go on a book tour, then do an off-Broadway run, then go to Edinburgh. So it's not that I, like, think I have some amazing material that I'm sitting on. I more so just am like, yo, I need some uh, live performance money. So I'm doing it on Zoom, and I'm getting those randomly large Venmo donations. (laughs) Hell yeah. That's good. I'm I'm happy yeah, you're doing it that. It is good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tune maybe anyway, I can tune y'all. in sometime and I'll catch you. And um anyway, this was truly wonderful and I'm thankful for it you guys. So nice. Thanks for Such taking the time with us today. Oh, yes. it was a joy. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thanks Thank you for, for asking us. Of course. All right, yeah. you gals. All right. Bye, Bye guys. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was a great episode. And if you want more of Cameron, you can um, find her at Cameron Esposito. And Query is her podcast. Um, so check that out as well, please. We really enjoyed our conversation. And we did. It was so fun. Listening.